Who are you? I'm the doctor. I'm new. And you are? Jarvis Slade. Warehouse executive. Your boss. Well, you've certainly got the clipboard for it. Be nicer to Kira, please. How would you like a warning for insubordination? I'd love one. I could add it to my collection. Welcome to Into the Time Vortex podcast. We're talking about Doctor Who. We're talking about um, a bunch of stuff going on in the Doctor Who news. And we're also talking about an episode called Kerblam. Kerblam! My name is Ken. Jeff. Julia. So, Kerblam! It has an explanation point at the end. So when you say Kerblam, you have to yell it. Okay? Got it? Okay. No. <laughs> oh, okay. So, before we get into the episode, uh, there's been some interesting news, which I have not really read up on, because I don't know if I really buy it at all, but it's annoying me, so <laughs> we're going to talk about it. Yeah, I haven't, I, I, the source seems to be from one website. The, every article that I read was basically a rehash of this one website called Starburst or something. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah, that's a magazine in England. Okay. Talking about how this may be next season, maybe both um, Chris Chibnall and Jodie Whittaker's final seasons. Do they have a reason for that? In the article, there, there was <clears throat> one of the reasons was he, Jim, Jim Nill had trouble working with BBC Productions and not BBC, the actual TV. So there's like he wanted to do ten episode season every other year, but they want one every year, and he for some reason. He can't do that. So, the other part of the rumor is that they're going to do only six episodes next year. Because he can't do a full season. Which is kind of a cop-out, because Russell T. Davies did four 13-episode seasons in a row with Christmas specials. Right. <laughs> so, so he's, and, but Jim No can't do ten. That's four more than the six, so I, I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm kind. Of, that that's really um, annoying to hear. Yeah, just uh, something doesn't seem right. I mean, if it's true, and you know what the scheduling and all that is, why did he take the job? Well, exactly, and yeah, it's not like this is new news. Uh, that's, you know, a new series that nobody's ever heard of before and isn't aware that, um, that, that they do 12 or 13 episodes. Yeah. I mean, it seems like we've already, they already conceded and went to 10 this season and now we need to go back further or even skip a year. No, for them, for my read, for them to do it next year, it's only going to be six. Well, initially, he didn't want to do it in 2019 at all. He just wanted to do it in 2000, in 2020. And um, 
I guess that that was not accurate, wherever this rumor. And this is all, like, based on sources inside the BBC. Yeah. So, Well, I mean, uh, yeah, so, so there's a big guess on whether or not this is actually true or not. I don't want to get too vile about it or too into it because... We don't know for a fact that this is really happening, but if that if this if this rumor did was true, um, I, I don't know. I, I mean, why would someone have the power to just say, "Oh no, I'm I'm not going," you know? He's not like a he's not a big time director. It's not Steven Spielberg coming in and saying, "I'm going to do Doctor Who and I'll do it when I want to," or like in the case of Sherlock, where you have two main stars who are out-of-this-world celebrities that dictate that Sherlock doesn't get done that often because they're doing movies all the time. So you right. don't have that in Doctor Who, so you shouldn't have the power to say, let's do six this year, maybe skip a year. And I yeah. know when Moffat was doing it, they, they did have a year that they skipped. Wasn't that between Matt Smith and Peter Capaldi they, they skipped once, or did they skip more than once? But they always did, like, 13 episodes, and towards the end, they went from 13 to 12. I don't know. But. It, it never but, felt yeah, like they, it they, was, yeah, they yeah. skipped um, a year. No, they, they skipped almost two years between The Magician's Apprentice and The Pilot. Right, because they went from the spring to the fall, and then from the fall back to the spring. Right. So it was like April 2011 was the impossible astronaut, and then September of 2012 was Asylum of the Daleks, which was the first episode of season seven. So. Right, that was the one for the anniversary. No, I don't. I forget. Anyway, they have done that, but there hasn't been. Like, we'll skip a whole year and do the next one in the fall of 2020. Right. I mean, they kind of split it in half in that season seven. Like, the, they did a Christmas episode, and then the next episode wasn't until March. And it ran until May. Yeah. But, right. Uh, um, I, I think the timing sucks on this whole thing, because when, when this was happening with Moffat, he was already established. We already had a doctor, and it was kind of like we were just clicking along without any problems. We have a new producer. We have new everything in this season. It, this is probably the most drastic change for the series. And I don't know if it... You know, I'm trying to gauge how people are liking this. There's a lot of people that are still very negative about this season, and they're negative about him, and they're negative about her. And to have this hurdle where it's like the producer who is not revered by everyone is now saying he wants to take a few a year off or, or bring it down to six episodes is not going over well and it gets the people who are kind of like I, I want these people gone and go back to regular Doctor Who they're now like going yeah this is exactly what we want because now everyone else is going to hate them well I think if the rumor is true I think she she will leave with him and because that sucks. I, I, well, that's usually kind of what happens. I mean, it's happened with Eccleston too. It was like, no, 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 no. You go on. You you need to go longer than that. 
And so now, I don't know, it just... Well, she was with him. She was his pick. And it, and she's worked a lot with, with Chris Chibnall. So she would feel, I don't know, maybe she would be kind of a comfort level with him and maybe not yeah. with whoever else they pick. That's I, could, great. I could see that. That's great. But, but Jeff, every single person who said they didn't want a woman doctor wins if she leaves. Because then they say... <laughs> Aha! The experiment failed, Chris Chibnall left, the woman left, and now we're back to male again. So that whole thing, unless they, they cast another woman, the whole thing... Yeah, it's not guaranteed that the next doctor is going to be a man. No, but I think everyone, I, I think everyone's assuming, unless the BBC wants to say, no, 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 we want to stick to our guns, they're going to go with a male because then the perception is that, that the whole thing was a failure. That they shouldn't have stopped with the silliness of Moffat and the overwriting of Moffat, and they should have kept it with a male doctor. And that whole thing goes, you know, and I'm not saying everyone's thinking about that, but there's a, that vocal minority who's like waiting for this whole thing to fail, and we've talked about this before. If it fails, or if the ratings are bad, they're going to blame Jodie Whittaker, and this is, or Chris Chibnall in this case, and, and well, both of them are going to get blamed for this. The ratings and the AI have gone down since the first uh, show of the series. She's not getting blamed for it. He is because the writing of some of these stories has been like just blah, average, mediocre. Yeah. And she's not the one that's being blamed for the ratings. I see it's some of it. On him. Yeah. I see some of it being being blamed on her, but uh, majority I, you know, of it's on Chibnall. But most of it's on him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think all of our reviews so far have been, for the most part. Well, I shouldn't say all of them, because there's been a couple of episodes that we haven't liked as much. But I, I, I think, at least in my, in my opinion, I think we've... It's closer to Doctor Who than it used to be, and, and it's, there's nothing in these episodes that have made me mad except for this. <laughs> it, um, you know, talking about the leaving early and all this. There's nothing that's made me mad, but there's nothing that's really wowed me yet to the, to the degree where, you know, Rosa... A couple of them have come close, but I need something to come out and, and that, wow, that was a, unbelievable. It, I haven't done that yet, and, I'm, and we're running out of episodes, and I don't know if it's going to happen. I don't, maybe Chris Chibnall doesn't have it in him to do that, in which case maybe it was a failure, but, you know, and if he's going to go to do six episodes next season, boy, he better deliver six really good episodes and not do six mediocre episodes. <laughs> Yeah, and there's also talk of um, Bradley, or what's his name? Walsh. Bradley yeah, Walsh Bradley. being done at the end of this season. Yeah, uh, that would not surprise me. And he's, and he's the best. He's companion. a pretty popular actor. Yeah, but yeah. he's the best of all the companions. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. I know. And if he I mean, goes, then Ryan will go, which, you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't bother me if the TARDIS crew went down to a doctor and one companion. Right. I just, it's it's not with the three, it's not working because there's obviously ones, I mean ones being left and most of the time it's, uh, yeah, she doesn't seem like to have that much to do right. usually. And I'm just like they have a, a woman who's a police officer and all that, kind of a neat background and she's being pushed to the side. So, yeah, yeah. I, it's the three, yeah, the three companion thing just 
it's too much. Yeah, so. I, I like consistency, and when when there's so much change, like like I, I really wished Peter Capaldi had stayed on for one more season during Chris Tibnall because then we would see how. My my opinion would have been that we would have seen Peter Capaldi in a different environment, and then we would have a better idea to find out how good or bad he was based on well we have new different writers and stuff. As long as it's changed enough, which I think it has, and I think we would be looking at it a little bit different and going, was Capaldi bad or was his episodes bad? And I think we can determine that by watching it. But when we see him underneath another producer. You can really, but for some reason they have this thing where they have to cut the, you know, cut everything out, and then everything has to stop, and everything has to change. We'll get a new music person. We'll get a new everything, and there's no way to sit there and say, well, was that actress or actor any good? Because they were only under one producer. But, anyways. Well, I mean, Russell T. Davies did Eccleston and Tennant. And Moffat did Matt Smith and Peter Capaldi, so... Yeah, but there was, there was consistency in their companions to a degree. Rose went with two different doctors and... Yeah. Um, yeah, Flower did too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it would have been... It would have been nice. I mean, I, just, I definitely don't think it was Capaldi who was bad. No. no, I've seen him in a lot of other things, and he's been fantastic. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I definitely put that at the the writing, and you know, producing on that. Oh, end. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know. We'll we'll see. Ho hopefully, I, I, I just feel like for the first time in a while, I'm kind of on the side of the show and the direction it's going in. I'm not as... I'm still waiting for something to happen. It hasn't quite got there yet, and I'm kind of rooting for it a little bit more than I had been in the past. Whereas with Moffat, I was kind of like, okay, let's just end this and <laughs> go on to something else. And it, it just seemed to drag on. I, I rooted for the shows to be good, but they... And when they didn't, I was like... Sometimes they were, but this season I'm a little more aggravated by the people who are saying that oh the Jodie Whittaker is not the doctor she doesn't act like the doctor well these are these shows are not like the doctor who at all when in reality I think they are more like the early doctor like third doctor sec first doctor more than anything that's happened since 2005 but everyone wants you know the Moffat or the Russell T Davis era back and I can't argue with that cause or I could, I just... Yeah, I mean, I think that... I don't think he's been given enough time yeah. to get his feet under him. Mm -hmm. I mean, the first the first season of, of Doctor Who's reboot, you know, he definitely had some weak-ass episodes. Yeah. So, I, I think that... I don't know, I, I just... It, doesn't feel like people are giving it any kind of a chance. Yeah. The comments that I see, and I really only look at the Doctor Who page on Reddit, um, and there's a lot of argument back and forth about, you know, it's... it's Whoops. 
it's Chibnall. It's you know most people are saying it's Chibnall and not saying it's Jodie Whittaker on there. Yeah, so. I, I I read I heard I read um, a rumor. I don't know if anyone else heard it. I didn't, I, didn't, I was I didn't want to mention it because I thought maybe it was just someone complaining, but they they said Jodie Whittaker also has said that does she have a new kid? I don't know. She they kept referring to her as a young mum. Whatever that means. There's, so a maybe rumor, there's a rumor going around that she needs more time to take, and and that's just even worse when it comes to, yeah. You know, here it is. You're hiring a female, and and the right away the the female lead is saying, I need more time with my kid. Oh boy, that's not. But if she just I had don't... like a newborn, and you you know how this the the shooting schedule of Doctor Who is like, because you always hear. When Tennant, Smith, and Capaldi leave, they all they all had the same thing. It's a grueling schedule, blah blah blah. If she she probably you know I'm not saying she shouldn't have, but maybe she shouldn't have taken the role if she wanted. It's been. Sure. I'm not saying that's the base, but all the doctors all said the thing that they hated about the show was that they were filming for like ten months out of the year, and only had like two months. Or even a month off before they started all up again. Yeah, and it's like, and so I have, I have not read that it was Jody Whittaker that said that. Okay, oh, um, I've seen those, those comments, but it, it was not put out that she said it. Okay, but that other people were saying that this was a tough schedule for a young mother yeah. to be dealing with. Yeah, what? Well, Which, uh, yeah, but <laughs> yeah, you know, you you. You took the role, if, if it is her saying it, yeah, she took the role, knowing the schedule, and she's an actor. I yeah. mean, I don't, I've never heard anybody say, oh, yeah, it was a walk in the park. We were done at 3 o'clock every day, and I got to go home. Yeah. That never happens. Mm -hmm. doesn't matter what you're shooting. Yeah, it's always the biggest complaint of every actor on anything is the shooting schedule. Yeah. They're long days. I mean, she did Broadchurch. Yeah. Three seasons of Broadchurch. And that was, you know, those were ten episodes, I think. Mm -hmm. And what's different with her season, she didn't, haven't they done a lot overseas filming where they're away from home? They have. They, they've done yeah. one in Spain and South Africa and stuff like that. Yeah. Well. So that could be a that could be an issue too, which I'm like, yeah, you really don't need to go to South Africa and Spain to film. <laughs> so. Well, let's hope, I mean, the, the, you know, the longer it takes to get back to the next season, the less episodes we have, the more, the less we have to really criticize or look at the whole thing. So it's going to be hard to, plus we want more of the episodes. I, I feel like 10 episodes might not be enough to really get going, like you said before. Um, but if we're down to six next season, what are we going to do with the following season four? And then we're never going to quite get there. And uh, it reminds me a little bit of um, Colin Baker, which was the same situation. He had a full season and then a hiatus and then came back for 14 episodes. And... At that time, it was fourteen half, you know, half hour. It was kind of like, well, that's not enough to really get his, you know, and it really wasn't. And now we're talking about the same thing almost. Yeah. 
Yeah, we are, aren't we? Yeah. Anyway. I guess we'll anyway. Okay. On to, on to Kerblam. <laughs> okay, so we're going to review the episode Kerblam. Kerblam! <laughs> What's this episode about? Stop doing that. Okay. Uh, so their crew is on the TARDIS, and... Uh, what did she call it? The Kerblam Man. Yeah, no, no, no. There was like... Some <laughs> it's Kerblam Man. Blah, 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 blah. Some blue thing appeared out the window, and it was like a a, a portal kind of thing. Yeah. And the Kablam man appears mm-hmm. with his package, creepy robot guy. Um, and inside was a little, you know, receipt that had "Help me" printed on the back. Yeah. And so they go to the planet or the moon of the planet where this Kablam, the galaxy's largest retailer, is. Why located. they just? Kerblam. I mean, we all know it's based on Amazon. <laughs> well, yeah, of course. You can't call it Amazon, though. Um, to see who needs help. Okay. Again, another very basic story with a basic idea. Obviously, it has a lot of... It, was, it appeared that I think everyone might have been fooled, at least I was, of how this is the big evil corporation... And in reality, yep. it wasn't. They were maybe they're evil, but they're not the evil, the bad guy in this episode. It ended up being one of the workers. Way to spoil it, but yeah. <laughs> well, if they haven't um, seen it now, nah, if they haven't seen it and they're listening to this broadcast, shame on them. <laughs> are we not supposed to give out spoilers in our reviews? No, it's just they, you know, they all right. die. There it is. You don't have to listen anymore. <laughs> Yeah, so. yeah, I did think it was going to be the the robots had become sentient, you know, and and were trying to take over and kill all the people on the planet yeah. below. Um, and that would have been very basic, I think. That would have been like almost, you know, sci-fi plot number four or something like that. But he, right. they, did, they did put the twist in it at the end, which... Made it interesting, I think, because I think there was a level of we've seen it all before, but then they kind yes. of twisted some stuff, and I, it perked me he up has, a little bit. Yeah, he have yeah, seen it all before. Paradise that, towers, robots of death, yeah. stuff like that. Well, I mean, the the guy who came down and hollered at the girl, Kiri, um, or Kira, you know. You just assumed he was the bad guy. He looked like a bad guy, you know. He had on his cheap pinstripe suit and bad haircut, and and he was mean. This is the second episode in a row that they've had that twist bad guy. Because in the last one, they had the demons, and you're like, well, these guys are pretty, these aliens are pretty ruthless and pretty, they're assassins. No, they're not. They're actually the good guys. And they mm-hmm. sort of did it again in this one, so. And the killer robots weren't really the big bad in this story and again anyway just like with most of the aliens so far this well, series let me rephrase that they still were they're not the big bad but they were still evil because they still killed that girl they put yeah. her no they didn't kill the girl the guy did but he, because that was a program he programmed them to do it so technically he killed them or in fact well, she killed herself because she popped the bubble wrap well yeah well he 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 killed her because, I mean, the robots killed her. 
Did they? They were programmed to do it, though. They, they weren't programmed to do. They did it because they wanted help. Yeah. Well, what if she never popped the bubble wrap? She never would have. That not. They never would have. Nothing would have happened. She didn't know the bubble wrap was a bomb. I know, but just saying, she does. She's not into popping bubble wrap. Well, the the commentary, which is kind of silly, is nobody can resist popping the bubbles. And so when all those I mean Ryan did it in the once the fez was on like he's popping the bubble wrap yeah. in the TARDIS. Yeah. Which kind of is a continuity error later on. When they get back to the TARDIS and they have the box, they says, Oh, don't pop the bubble wrap I'm like yeah, but Ryan already did when the box was first open, so it's safe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um yeah, I, I don't know. It, you know, obviously the girl couldn't hear them yelling through the window just not not do it, but so they, the robots still ended up threatening, you know, they wanted to save everyone by, you know, they're kind of, I don't know, it was kind of a weird, they're not the best people, they're not the best, but they, um, but the the guy is the, is the worst bad guy in this case, I guess. Yeah, well, I mean, it, he was a human bad guy, mm-hmm. and we don't get to see that that often. Yeah. Actually, you've seen it most it. of this. Most of this series, well, the bad guys have anarchy, mostly been anarchy, human. Anarchy, what is it? The spiders, arachnids, in UK or whatever yeah. was a bad no, guy. No, I mean, I mean, yeah, I previous seasons. Yeah. It, it hasn't often been a human. Sometimes it has been, but yeah. not often. Okay. I thought the Kablam men were creepy when Yaz is walking through the bottom part and. Cool. The editing yeah. involved and stuff like that, where that was pretty cool. And yeah, that was again, really good. Some good music, still. That hasn't. Yeah. Um, I I liked how every time she looked between boxes, no matter where she was in the in the warehouse, yeah. there was a there was a guy. Yeah. You know, and it was like whoa, and the guy that she was with, that was Lee Mack. Who? <laughs> He's a British comedian. Okay. Um, he was very excited to be on the show. Like, kind of one of those things, like that guy who from, oh my God, now I can't even remember, the Stone Roses. There was a guy from Stone Roses who was in an episode of Harry Potter for like half a second. Okay. Because he wanted to be in Harry Potter. Yeah. Jack really wanted to be in an episode of Doctor Who. Okay. Sort of like John Cleese. Yeah. John Cleese was in Doctor Who. Yeah. Um, the, I thought the effects in the warehouse were really good when they were on the conveyor belts and that huge, yeah. you know, reminded me of a little bit of Attack of the Clones and Star Wars, you know, the, um, the mixing of different conveyor belts going past, or, or like Monsters, the movie Monsters. It reminded me of Warehouse 13. Did you ever watch Warehouse 13? No, I've heard of it, though. I, I know it, I know it a little bit about it. Cheesy, but it, it, I loved it for a while. And yeah. uh, there's this huge warehouse, and they had, like, this system where you could go out and get things out of the warehouse. And mm-hmm. but. Um, so... Um, I have a moment that I was laughing my butt off this episode. Okay. Is when, <clears throat> gotta depend on that 
Sonic Screwdriver. Oh, yeah. There's the robot choking the guy. I'll save you with my Sonic Screwdriver, but it's not working. And the other woman just comes over and rips the head right off. And I was just like, that is, is like the perfect example of new Doctor Who with the doctor just, Sonic Screwdriver, Sonic Screwdriver, Sonic Screwdriver. And the simplest thing was just to rip the head off. Yeah. Uh-huh. And she, she was like, Sonic Screwdriver's not working. What am I going to do? I'm like, well, anybody else would. I think other doctors would have figured something out, but she's just like, Sonic Screwdriver, Sonic Screwdriver. Yeah, it was definitely overused in this episode. I've noticed... I thought maybe maybe it had changed and they weren't going to use it that much, but boy, was it used a lot in this one. Yeah, it was. I I noticed it, too, and I had not been paying much attention to it, so maybe I just noticed it because you guys were talking about it last week. Yeah. But... Yeah, it was it was a little ridiculous. She'd like I'm like, oh my god, she's gonna sonic everything. So this is another example of an episode that I like the story, I like the concept. I think the acting, the characters were really well done. Um, you know, obviously Graham still shines. I thought Yaz was pretty good in this too. But nothing spectacular, nothing that stands out. I thought Jody was pretty good as a doctor again. You know, I like her moment where she's, um, what was she saying? saying something like, you're going to get a, a, it wasn't called a punishment, but it was something that she, she did wrong, and they said, you're, you're going to get in trouble for that or something, and she's like, I'll add it to my list or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, going to get a warning or something, warning, yeah. Yeah, a warning uh, for subordination or something. I like, oh, I'll add yeah, it to my yeah. collection. Yeah, it was funny. Um, did you did you guys pick up on the the little robot gadget thing that they liberated? What was his name? Twirly, Twirly? or something? Twirly. Who said who said based on your medical profile, you need high blood pressure medication? Did you notice that? Yeah, I didn't. Well, I remember it. I didn't t- take anything of it. Well, wasn't it last week or was it the week before yep. where she was? like, injured from that space yep. jump thing that she did, so... Right. Yeah, so maybe that's a connection. Yeah. I just thought it was, you know, two heartbeats, higher blood pressure, but maybe there is something involved. Oh, that could be, too. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Well, I know she, when they went to hide in the uh, cupboard, she made reference to the uh, Agatha Christie episode from yep. the David Tennant era. Yeah. Because yep. when they were talking about, oh, let me tell you about Agatha Christie. So I thought that was kind of neat that they referenced the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the Fez. Yeah, the Fez. <laughs> yeah. At least she didn't say Fezes are cool. No, that's good. I was waiting for that, and I, I was very glad she didn't. Yeah, yeah I thought the ending was kind of touching The uh, when they were in the TARDIS, or I don't know if they were in the TARDIS, but they were talking about... Um, bringing that necklace back to the daughter. Um, you know, they they didn't just leave all happy or whatever. They kind of needed to wrap up some loose ends. Yeah. You yeah, feel, that was nice. You feel bad for the Kira girl or whatever. She's was trying her best, and <laughs> she ends up being an innocent victim and all that, which... Yeah, I felt really bad for that Kira girl. I, I kind of... I was hoping they were going to get a little bit more into her backstory about why she never knew her parents. Because then, then I thought, 
oh, this is like the Matrix where they're just breeding people to work in this facility. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that crossed my mind. I thought it was something, you know, they power the maybe the power of the of the manufact the whole company the um the building was manufactured by. The power was the humans, and that's why they kept having power drops because they weren't killing them fast enough or something. But that's yeah. a lot like Paradise Towers. Yeah, and the, uh, what was my other thought was oh, that they were turning the people into the robots. Yeah. Like Cybermen. Mm -hmm. Those robots reminded me a lot of the Smilers from that Beast Below episode. Yeah. And the angels that were on the Titanic. Two really bad episodes. Well, th th this is an example of... As you're watching the episode, you're, you're, you're looking at it going, Oh, I know what's going to happen. They're gonna, the people are being used for energy or they're being turned into robots. You're guessing. And that's how Moffat's stories have always been. Especially his really good ones, when he was doing Russell T. Davis, it was... Um, we were trying to guess why would that happen, and then the answers were so great. And, and then when he started taking over the show, why would that happen? And then it's like the answers were like, oh, okay, yeah, whatever, Moffat. But right. yeah, now we're in the same situation, and Chibnall has he's twisted a little bit, so so you have a little bit of a twist ending. Like he, he, almost every episode, he's done it. I mean, even the the demons one. Um, there's kind of like a twist at the at the beginning where we find out that his her grandmother was marrying someone else, and you're kind of like, oh, that, I didn't see that coming, type of thing. Right, right. Yeah, so I mean, I don't think that I don't think he's writing terrible episodes. No. I just don't think they're written as well as they could be. Like the premise is great. Yeah. But the execution is lacking. But he. Didn't write this one. It was uh, somebody else, right? It was. Yeah, I think so. Well, they, they've been pretty s simplistic, and I don't want them to be. There's a difference between complex and simplistic. When, when you have a story that's complex and well written, and, and there's been examples of that throughout Doctor Who's history. But when when Moffat takes over, or uh, yeah, Moffat, he makes it complex by adding, oh, that's the daughter of Yaz, and there's Hitler, and there's um, this, and it's just, you know, there's no way people are going to guess what, what's coming next, because I'm just going to throw darts at the, at, the dart, at the dartboard and then decide what the, and that's not what's happening. There's thought product put into it, and Chibnall's, but he's, maybe he's not quite able to, he's doing good stuff, but he's not doing anything great, I don't think. So, here's a question. If if he's not writing every episode, why is he being blamed for it not being great? Is it because he's the producer and he is well, overseeing? Maybe because he's a showrunner? Well, he's the producer, so he takes full... He, he ends up being... Have, he takes full responsibility for it. Right, but this was written and directed by two other people. Yeah, but how many episodes has he? How many episodes have other people written? There's only been a couple. He's done the majority of them. Yeah. 
So there's that, plus it, you know, it goes back to you have a writer that gives the script to Tr Chimnall, and Chimnall goes through it, and he signs off on it. And once that's happened, I, I, you're right. I mean, it's not all his fault, necessarily, but this writer that wrote today's episode, only has, that's the only episode they, she did, I think, right? Yeah. So we can't blame her. <laughs> we can blame her for the episode if we don't like it, but... Well, it was a guy. Oh, I thought it. it was a woman. No, the it was a guy. The, the director, director was Jennifer maybe, okay, Parrott. Maybe that's what I was thinking. You could blame the director, too. Or right. just do what other people... Blame Jodie Whittaker. <laughs> it's her fault that that story was written badly. But, uh... No, I, I kind of like this. I, I thought the ending was a little weak. Um, it was long, too. The um, When they revealed that guy was behind it, he, he just... That went on for a while. Like, why are you doing this? Well, you know, let me tell you a story. Sit down for a while. and Yeah. I'm wondering if the 60 minutes is... I mean, it gives moments where they can have conversations. Like, when they were taking a break and the two... That two the two people meet up and they're stumbling over each other and you know that's something that you wouldn't see in the forty five minute episode or forty minute or whatever because there wouldn't be enough time but I still am enjoying those extra moments but sometimes I think it comes back to bite them when um, they have to stretch it out a little bit yeah yeah and I think people are so used to Doctor Who being uh, you know running, jumping, things blowing up kind of a show that, you know, this slower pace may not be a lot of people's liking. Yeah, and I can see that. I, I'm not going to agree with them necessarily, but... Yeah. I, I mean, I kind of wish that there was a little bit halfway point. I mean, Right, because it got a little bit crazy, yeah. you know? Yeah, I mean, there's... There, there wasn't a dinosaur in this episode. There wasn't anything that didn't fit, and that's what the, sh the show has been known to do. It always puts stuff in that doesn't fit, that shocks the audience, and nothing really has shocked anyone. I think it's all been kind of like... There's been twists in the story, but they're not shocking, I don't think. They're just kind of like, oh, you know. Whereas if you see, you know, a dinosaur walking down Thames River or something, you're like, oh, my God! Or the doctor coming in on a, playing guitar in a tank <laughs> just oh, the, good old, the good old days <laughs> but uh I thought the tank was one of the stupidest things ever yeah every review yeah. every review from now on I'm gonna say at least there's not a tank in this one with a guitar playing guitar doctor on it already you give it two stars because it doesn't have that there's no sonic sunglasses either. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> so, anything else about this one? No, not really. I think no. we hammered it out pretty well. Yep. Yeah, I thought the visuals pretty good. Creepy stuff in it. Obviously, it's Amazon. And then a few minutes later, after watching the episode, I was on Amazon. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Everybody hates Amazon, but everybody uses it. So I, I don't hate Amazon. <laughs> no, I know. I don't either. It's a, it makes my uh, Christmas seasons I, so much I can't better. Watch. What? 
because I only hate it because I can't log into my account for some reason. Uh-oh. That sucks. Yeah. But it makes my Christmas so much easier. <laughs> no kidding. Oh. Don't have to go to the mall. To go anywhere. That's right. Just don't pop the bubble wrap, that's all. All right, I'll never do that again. No, and they, they didn't, and they... Yeah. That's How about the way she stopped it, where she reprogrammed the computer with the twirly thing and it had them all pop the bubble wrap? You think that was good, or... What, the robots? Yeah, where she kind of said, deliver to yourself, and then pop the bubble wrap. Well, it was her only option. Well, you have to get rid of the weapons, and so how else are you going to do it? Yeah, because she couldn't put back together the the thingy that he used to activate all the robots. And the magic sonic screwdriver couldn't do that? No. <laughs> Anyways. So, I think that's all we have. That's it. Oh. You were supposed to talk about... The Facebook page. The and Facebook. the Twitter page. If we remember, <laughs> it's posted on Twitter, at Galley Gazette. That's right. And our Facebook page is the Gallifrey Gazette. Yep. Just search for yep. that. And we have postings of our podcast, but we also have some news and some other discussions about the shows that go into a little more detail. Sometimes, or not more detail than the podcast, but a little detail sometimes. And we discuss it with other people, too, because we'd love to hear what you guys think. Yeah, if we have anybody actually listening. <laughs> Let us know. Yeah. Make us more self-conscious than we already are. Okay. I think that's it. Thanks for listening. <laughs>